Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting live from the PCR studio. The Emperor has been expecting you. Where Geekishik and Pandemonium reign supreme. Come to the coach and get together, have a few laughs. Your host will discuss everything you need to know about the world of Geek. Oh yeah! So grab your staff, throw on your cape, and roll your 20-sided die. Because it's time for... Dungeon Crawlers Radio. That is the sound that our show has been making so yes. far. Yes, that was that definitely like <laughs> equals to what the show uh, has started out as. Uh, welcome. But it's over. Yes, part's over. It's working. We are. You know, we're a little behind. Schedule. Sorry about that, uh, Dungeon Crawlers. Uh, this is this is what happens. When you make a an operating system that is app based and in not. a world that is not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. As you can tell, we're not running with a full crew tonight. Yeah, we're it, we're just, one light. We're it's two just, light. Uh, it's just me, great, mighty, and powerful Lord Flagoon, and and myself, guy named Joe. As always, and, you're welcome. Uh, and uh, Revan is uh, is sitting in the Bat Cave looking at some uh, some puzzles that he got from from the Riddler. Oh, yeah. So he's trying to decipher what he got. Well, they're like really easy ones, but he's just being stupid. Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he put on he put on his dumb cape today. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're uh, we're live at Epic Puzzles and Games in West Valley City. Um, it's six o'clock, and it is. Well, it's a it's, little after six. Yeah, sorry. so it's about almost ten after six already, and it's time to crank up your internet to eleven. Word up, home G skillet slice <laughs> macabre, macabre, macabre. Okay. <laughs> so coming up on tonight's show, we're going to be talking with author Roy C. Booth for the first time, I believe. It's, uh, he's a first timer with us. Um, and then also coming up, uh, see here, uh, Geek News, Gamer Forge, and... Oh, Gamer Forge, we got some Geek News, and... I don't think we have a ge- uh, Gamer Girl segment, she might, uh, Firebird might do a, do a video for us. Okay. Um, but, uh, one thing you could also, uh, we could always talk about is we have a booster program. <gasps> if you want a Dungeon Crawlers t-shirt, you can get your very own. Well, you, how how does one get such uh, amorphous apparel? Funny you should ask that, Joe. <laughs> Let me drop some knowledge on you. So all, all you really need to do is just go to uh, booster.com forward slash DCR, and you'll see the ever-so-awesome T-shirt we are speaking of. And it is going to you. We are selling it to you for the low, 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 low price of only $15, plus shipping and handling. Yeah. handling. F- $15? That's like... That's like um, that's like um, a meal, one meal, and you you can give up one meal. Yes. And you can instead have clothing, which will cover your back, which will keep you warm, so that way you can get your way to more meals. Yes. And you would be wearing the DCR logo on you, which I believe grants a plus one deflection bonus to armor class. It does. So it's like a it's a it's a, a shirt of deflection. 
Yes. <laughs> it does have a very large shield on the front. So. A, oh, yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. All right. I, I get this. All right. <laughs> All right. So there, there you go. So buy a T-shirt. Buy T-shirts. <laughs> There's okay. only 50 of them. <laughs> okay. So are we... Um, Let's see here. Is Roy going to be calling in or using the Skype? He will be calling in. Okay, so I will keep my eye so on keep this. an eye on the call. Okay, good. All right, now that everything's up and working. So, yeah, so this uh, weather out here in Salt Lake, holy moly, turned to crud today. Yeah, like yesterday, it was like 70s and beautiful oh, and sunny. I was wearing shorts and flip-flops yesterday. sinuses were going crazy because of all the freaking pollen. Yeah. Now, now it I, feels it feels like home. It's raining <laughs> and cold and miserable. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it started raining about uh, what 10 a.m. local time. Yeah, something around there hasn't stopped. Not nope. not at all. It's still going out there. So, yeah, Ugh. Ugh. I hate cr- this crap weather. It's just it's so depressing. And then driving in the thing. Ugh, man, terrible. Alrighty. So let's see here. Do we want to try to drop some quick knowledge on here? Or... We can just kind of talk about what's going on. So if you are in the uh, Salt Lake, uh, the Salt Lake West Valley area, or in the northern, the northern Utah area tomorrow, which is February the twenty eighth, mm-hmm. already. Yeah. Oh if you want to take part of an ever so awesome charity event that lets you uh, play games with the likes of, I don't know, Brandon Sanderson and what? Yeah. Say what? Little known guy named named Larry Korea. Wait, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're just no. gonna be playing some games with some some of these people, and you know, and it's 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 a 24 hour gaming event. I so, wonder, so how how do they get the sleeping logistics worked out? Do they have like where they gonna have like cots set up? I have no idea. They're gonna have hammocks set you up in will, the back room. You will learn about this the same time I will learn about this, which will be. <laughs> Tomorrow, Friday night. <laughs> we have to see. Hope, you know, we'll probably see some people who are here for the first half of the day. Got to take a couple hours break. Come back and get right to it. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah, that should be fun. That should be. Yeah, actually, no. I mean, I'm I'm, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to see what some of the what the celebrity games are gonna are going to entail. Well, yeah, celebrity games. Probably the best way to say it. Yeah, the celebrity games are going to be celebrity like, games, yeah. celebrity magic tournament. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling there's not going to be very much space at a uh, Brandon Sanderson table or no. a Larry Korea table. No, or Paul Janess. No, no. no. So uh, you might want to get here early <laughs> and then reserve your seats because I think they're going at what? Uh, it's like ten, like ten dollars or something I, I like that. I think it's like ten dollars a seat, and then there's there's door pri- there's going to be raffle tickets. And and prizes give and prizes, and I think they're also going to feed you possibly, mm-hmm. you know. So like big time stuff right here. So they're so, so they're enticing you to come in. So you may as well just do it, and then, and then give money to Junior Achievement. And, and then Saturday, you know, our friends at uh, Shiny, a big shiny robot are going to bring in their uh, their uh, uh, their video game consoles. They're going to do a, uh, a gaming tournament. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. I wonder what they're going to have on tap. I don't know. Because I know they're big into the fighting game, so I'm wondering if they're... They're probably going to roll out the Street Fighter 4. Yeah, I'm like thinking it's going to be like Street Fighter 4. It's going to be like uh, Gods Among Us or yeah. Justify or whatever the hell yeah. that... Injustice. Injustice, Gods yeah, Among so Us. Yeah, they'll probably roll that yeah, out. Yeah, something like that. And, you know, so, and then you know, uh, watch uh, watch people get their butts kicked by, you know, one guy who seems to have a, that ace in the hole yeah, sort he, of thing he all knows the time. All of, he knows all the one guy's uh, super secret moves, and he can do them and, like, 
like rapid a, sequence. a fraction of a second. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a 64,000 hit combo on you. How does that make you feel? I hate you. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have another? You, you yeah, see, it, it's, it's that level of uh, sadomasochism that makes me just not able to play <laughs> fighting games because I hate. Yeah. Well, it, like, I don't mind losing. I just, I hate it when it's a complete and total, like, just complete wipeout. Like, if I, <laughs> if I had a fighting chance and I, you know, I can hold my own and I, I can go a few rounds and I'm not, you know, completely, you know, screwed. on the ground screwed over, I'm having fun. But when I'm just getting white, when it, they're just they're using me as a sham wow, <laughs> that's when I'm just like, okay, I have, you know, our, our whole pinnacle. If it's not fun, don't play it. It's mm-hmm. not fun yeah. for me to get my ass kicked in like two seconds. I absolutely agree. I mean, it happens from time to time to even the best players. Yeah. And so, I mean, and I guess that's part of uh, the ever-changing field of competition is that there's always going to be somebody who's got your number. And, yeah. You know, similar to, a, I guess, similar to the um, MMA scene. Well, where yeah, it's just, it, it, there's yeah. always that one guy who's got your number, no matter how good you are. Yeah, back in my uh, law enforcement days, back when we were talking about, uh, uh, you know, personal uh, uh, what's the, uh, defensive tactics, no matter how badass, no matter how cool you are, there's always some guy that's just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Important yep. lesson to learn. So uh, and that and I am I am you know in in the in the world in the realms of fighter games I am at the lower end of the spectrum mm-hmm. on that so kind of curious though I wonder if we should uh, if we should each put in a put in a number and see put in a lot and see how far each of us gets yeah I'm kind of yeah cause now I'm now I'm just more than a little curious so there so there listeners again if you want to <laughs> get a uh, free uh, free pump up to the next uh, echelons in this. <laughs> Play me in whatever the crap they're going, whatever fighting game they're going to have. <laughs> I like I like how you've already resigned yourself to that. So and concede. Yep. That that would probably be like the first hit. I just pause, concede. Yep. There and you go. End match. You're done. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Just. just yeah. <laughs> so before Ro, uh, Roy Booth uh, calls in here, we should probably remind listeners that if they want to ask any questions or heap on any praise. And if we and uh, and so help me if you if you call about battle toads I'm hanging right up. But if you want to call in for any of that, or if later on you want to ask a question on our game report segment, you can of course call us at six two six two two six one four seven five. Or if it's not really something you immediately need to get to us, and it's just information you'd like to impart later on. You can always send us an email at info at dungeoncrawlersradio.com. <gasps> yes. Also, wait, but on that same note, don't we have a Twitter feed? Yes, we do. It is uh, DCR, under, uh, DCR underscore, underscore show. <gasps> and we yes. also have a Facebook account of our actual name. Of Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Not, not that... Uh, not Dungeon. It, well, I, I guess if you're like over pronunciating all the word letters in the word dungeon, <laughs> yeah, I spell guess it phonetically. Dujon, but uh, or Dugan, Dugan, <laughs> Dugan, Dugan crawlers. Yeah, don't 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 look up the the catacomb talk forum because that doesn't exist. Unfortunately, yeah, I think we need to make a dummy website. Yeah, well, I mean, well, April Fools will be coming up here very shortly. And it is. Yep. 
So we need a. We'll get we'll we'll, we'll get, get, Chris, get Chris on that. We'll uh, <laughs> make him make catacombs. I'll move I'll move the rock that I put in front of his cave <laughs> and let him out. Let him out of it. You know, he, he does get half an hour of sunlight every day. Yeah, so that's true. Because otherwise know, his eyes get all yeah, messed yeah, up. We really don't want him becoming a Doongar, but yeah, we don't want that. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe. Well, I, yeah. Let's see if we can make let's see if we can make him transition into a Durgar. Yeah. Huh. Okay, we All have right. it. We have it. <laughs> awesome. And if you're listening, uh, intern Chris, um, it was all Lagoon's idea. I promise. Yep, it was. It was absolutely. Joe awesome. had absolutely nothing to do with your transformation into a Dungar. <laughs> it was all me. And science, science people, especially you Nobel Prize people, because I know you all listen. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, it, I'm making a new species of human or of humanoid. Yeah. So, um, so think so, about that. So get those history books ready. Yeah. Okay. So maybe uh, well, we'll um, see. With it being already twenty minutes past the hour, we're still waiting for Roy C. Booth. I'm gonna double check here on the. Nope. Oh, okay. Just making double sure on this one here. Maybe we should give uh, listeners a glimpse of what we're gonna be. We could we get a preview of the Gamer Forge tonight. Sure. That would probably be a good idea, and that way they could start licking their chops and then start and getting their typing fingers ready, so they could start like flaming us on the internet, like on our on our chat page or something like that, or on our Facebook page. So our first email is going to be from an actual relative of mine, uh, Karen mm-hmm. the Great. Okay. And uh, he's going to be talking about uh, swashbucklers and particular uh, um, feats that they utilize. <gasps> yes. Okay. I do love the swashbuckling. Oh, I like swashbucklers, too. They're fun. Uh, next one is from Mike, and he's talking about hit dice. Okay. And thirdly is going to be from Steven, and he's talking about arrows. Hmm. Namely, the flight arrows, and okay. he's wondering about their damage. All righty. And those are the three that we have for tonight? Those are the three that we have up tonight. Awesome. All right. And then, uh, of course, our... Um, so yeah, then uh, the Game Report segment will, of course, be brought to you by... Um, let see. What will it be about that time? What? Audible time? That'll be Audible time. That'll be Audible time. So it'll be audio brought to you by audible.com. <laughs> see, I like being able to say stuff like that. It makes me feel important. It's brought to you by... <laughs> So, since we're still so, waiting yeah, for this, we, uh, we want to give a nice little uh, cap about what sort of news items we might be covering. Yes, yeah, let's let's start hitting that up, and that way, because um, we can always come back to it should the worst happen. Yes. Yes. So, why don't you go ahead and hit us with the hardcore science? Well, there's a nice little uh, thing going around the internet talking about the truth of Jesse's original owner from the Toy Story franchise. Yeah, I saw this. And uh, so I'm going to kind of look into that and talk about that and share my other little uh, conspiracy theories about uh, about the uh, Toy Story universe. Uh-huh. Conspiracy theories. So so is that it? That's that, I, I thought we were going to go oh, I thought no. we were going to go all the way. Oh, no, 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 no. We we wait until game we wait until until actual geek news time. Claire, I, I'm just trying to keep an um, keep a keep a close eye on our on our uh, board here. Make sure that I'm not going to be missing. No, that's understandable. Well, yeah, uh, we're we're still kind of in a yeah. We had to do a really quick uh, changeover. Originally, I was going to be running the show. Yeah. Tonight, because again, Revan is uh, 
hiding in the bat cave, sucking his thumb. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I was going to be using it, but unfortunately, apparently, Windows 8 is a uh, dilapidated piece of crap. <laughs> you can quote me on that there, Microsoft. <laughs> it is completely stupid to make things if run I, as apps. If I, if I start seeing a bunch of... Uh, tinted window cars start rolling up to the front of the building here and start uh, and you got like you know uh, G men rolling into <laughs> wouldn't, they be, you out? wouldn't they be M men since uh, since they're coming in from Microsoft M M N M men it's uh, that's entirely possible I yeah mean, I wouldn't um, so no see that would be harder to pronounce because then they wouldn't be they'd be men 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 so. <laughs> or would they be? Would they like be? Uh, oh, what else? What other? What other monikers do they usually go with Microsoft? I, I, micro men. Micro men. <laughs> Although that yeah. just, that doesn't sound scary at all. No, actually, yeah, that 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 just that sounds like a toy. Huh. That sounds like a toy that needs to be sold by a guy that talks really really fast. Yeah. Who passed away actually a few years ago? Oh. He's no longer alive. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, kind of a so, what news tidbits are you planning on bringing to uh, uh, let's see to the here. show tonight? Well, um, really quick, uh, Patrick Wilson of uh, who was seen previously in uh, gosh, had it right here. You see, you saw him most recently in the um, was it in the Watchmen? He uh-huh. played Night Owl too, and uh, but he will be ca- he's being cast alongside. Um, Ashley Green in Marvel's Ant-Man, along with Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Wow. Michael Douglas in anything, really. It's, yeah. It, it is, it, it, yes. Yeah, it is, yes. But I'm uh, like, I am surprised they got him. I know. I'm kind of wondering what they, uh, what, what's kind of in store I'm, for, uh, well, for a man of his stature I'm, in a I'm movie like, like that. What got him in there was, uh, you know, like, six or seven dump trucks full of money. <laughs> and at this point, Marvel has that. Yeah, and, and then some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they, they built entire life-size replicas of the Avengers with cash. <laughs> <laughs> they just, yeah, screw Legos. Screw Legos. They just went straight for cash. Well, <laughs> given that they got the lady that plays Emily Pond able to cut off her beautiful hair, mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah, they've got money. Yeah, they, they got monies. So, uh, so that so that's a big uh, big tidbit of news, and then um, also I was just reading <laughs> reading this um, a little bit of news on Hitflix. Uh, apparently, Lady Gaga was planning on uh, performing at uh, South by Southwest this year inside a Doritos machine. Lady Gaga, yeah, playing inside a Doritos machine. Yeah, she was going to be on stage inside of a vending machine. That sounds like Lady Gaga. Yeah, but they've uh, denied her the permit in order to do that. They say it's too dangerous. Understandable. Yeah, that's very understandable. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I you know, appreciate the art and everything, but sometimes you, there's just lines you don't cross because it'll freaking kill you. Well, you know, maybe if she you know writes it up that it's just a mocked up. Doritos machine that's just going to be basically a glass box. I see. I don't. I don't. I don't see her Doritos doing something like that because I don't think the human body can actually fit in a real vending machine. Vending machine. So well, they would probably have to like you know take out. No, they'd have to take the out. Pieces. They'll have to take out the shelves. Yeah, at the very least, they'll have to take out the shelves. <laughs> but still, but still. And then are, 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 you're obviously going to talk about our, our recent loss in the world. 
Yes, sadly. Yeah. I hate reporting about stuff like this, especially when they come in like, well, and here's the thing, like, you know, a couple years ago we experienced a similar thing in threes. And so something tells me we're about to get hit by another big one. And I don't like it. I don't I don't like this feeling of there's going to be one more big loss. And it's like, oh, man. Well. It's got me a little depressed. You know, we could be really to- totally, like, completely, like, hateful. I wouldn't say hateful, but just insensitive to the matter and start taking a pool on who's going to be next. Oh, no. <laughs> maybe we'll do that, like, uh, maybe we'll, we'll do that, like, uh, for next year's uh, Drunken Crawlers Radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like the cut of your jib. I like the sound of that. You had me at drunk. <laughs> We'll have to do do something like that. Uh, And then uh, should do uh, one more sneak peek at the news, and let's do do a song break. Okay, because we're still waiting for our... uh, For Roy Seawood. Roy Seawood, come on down. Yeah, no sign of him. (coughs) (coughs) Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm actually still trying to look for my news. I've been very busy these last few days. All right, well, that's still cool. If not, I got probably one more. Well, what do you got? I got one more. Uh, see here. So it looks like Jessica Alba, Mickey Rourke, and uh, uh, Mickey Rourke will be back for the new Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, a sequel to uh, 2008's Sin City. Um, but they've also just casted uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt to be playing one of the roles as a hard-faced gambler. Joseph so, Gordon-Levitt playing a hard-faced gambler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That guy's got range. He's got, he's got the range. And, I mean, it's like it's, it's, the movie itself has got the cred. The director's got the cred. It's, the cast has the cred. So it's not like this is going to be necessarily new territory, and they're adding excellent actors to an already excellent cast. So um, this, should, this one should be like a no-brainer, really. So I mean, I'm hoping, though, that this will be able to to net in the wrangle in more people than it did the first time around because it's yes. not like it was just the first since wasn't disappointing by any by any real stretch of the imagination no it was really good yeah it was real tasty and you know and definitely picked up a lot of money so good on them but i'm just hoping that this will be able to drum up more um uh, you know it'll drum up more funds for them it'll net even more money than the last one did hopefully yes so, there you go. There's the first little wave. All right. And then I found a little something uh, okay. about uh, the new Plants vs. Zombies uh, uh, free-to-play game. And I'm almost just free-to-play of their new game and uh, what they're going to be talking about. So, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure, we know it. So, all right. It's already uh, half past the hour on Dungeon Crawlers Radio, live on Blog Talk Radio. It's Monday... Or not Monday. It, it is, is Thursday. Thursday. God, I'm having a flashback. Thursday the 27th in the year of some people's <laughs> Lord 2014. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> I, like I got to make it very PC. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if, if, uh, if geeks are anything, we're PC. Yes. We're all about the PC. So totally not PC. So totally <laughs> not, not PC around the geek universe. <laughs> so let's, let's do a little tunage and... Alrighty, sounds good. So uh, we will be right back on Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Stay tuned. Attention, people of Earth. This is Zorak, and you're listening to Dungeon Crawler Radio. 
featuring Revan, a guy named Joe, the great and powerful Lord Lagoon, and Firebird. So listen up!
when the sun still shines. I remember the night and days when the children laughed and sang songs to play. I'm a shell of what I used to be. There's a monster inside of me. My dark soul is twisted black. I don't think there's any coming back. Here we sit in the sweat and sun. Flowing death for everyone. Slowly sinking in the gulf of guilt. Bloody bodies were And then we're back. I can't do that song justice. <laughs> yeah. <with us>. yeah. <laughs> it's not quite the same. No, no. That That is a great song. Mm-hmm. Written by our friend Stephen Thunder Tibbs. Thunder Tibbs. Thunder Tibbs. Sounds like a comic book. Sounds like a comic book's like superhero. Yeah. 
kind of does when you when we say it like that with a dramatic and thunder tibs. Thunder tibs. Thunder tibs. <laughs> Before we start breaking out the song with it, again, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back, Internet. This is Dungeon Crawlers Radio once again. Yes. Um, still, still no call from our uh, from our uh, uh, interview no, today. He, so I guess missing. we'll 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 just have to get Am back I in I? touch with them. Yeah. Uh, or, or perhaps he thought that he was calling in an hour later because we did have our last interview yeah. was at seven. Or if he's calling from a different time zone, maybe he thought he was calling in an hour earlier. Oh, that wouldn't be good. Yeah, that would be very. Yeah, that would be not so good. So or our, our apologies to Roy Booth out there. So hopefully he is able to, get, you know, he's able to receive the message and he can, uh, we can, we can uh, reschedule you out there because you know because we still want you on, Roy. We really do. We do. It's just. Yeah. We would, we would we, love to hear from you. We'd like to hear... Uh, but we sincerely do not know what is going on. So um, so with that being said... Well, uh, see... Well, we need to... We should probably break and have... Well, not break, but... <laughs> we already took a break. Yeah. We need to... Uh, we need to mention uh, one of our fine... We topics. do need to mention one of our, uh, our fine uh, people. So let's talk about Amazon.com. Really? Yes. I, I shop there. Same here. And yes. did you know that if you shop at Amazon.com, you can actually help us out? Really? Yes. If you go to our website, which is www.DungeonCrawlersRadio.com, you can actually shop from Amazon from that, uh, from that very website. All you need to do is clean out your cookies, click on the Amazon uh, link that's ever so awesomely placed in the mm-hmm. uh, front page. Yeah. Do your shopping as normal. It doesn't cost you any extra. It doesn't take you any extra time except for going to our website, which I I'm, I know you already have. Yeah, it you should already have it your homepage. <laughs> so <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? So yeah, all you got to do is just clean out your cookies, and you need to clean out your cookies anyhow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, you really don't want your mom seeing that you've been what you've been looking at on the internet, mm. or your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or significant other. Or significant other. Yeah. Or is that just my, that's just my computer? Yeah, that's probably just yours. Okay. Although you know, it's really cool. If you, I think it's you hit like Control C or Control I, you go into uh, incognito mode. Incognito. And, yeah, mode. and it doesn't show up as your uh, as your uh, regular uh, doesn't show up on your history. <laughs> yep. Because that's what we need. We need to be teaching our children how to bypass things like that. Hey, I, I'm not teaching this to kids. I'm teaching this to grown ass men. <laughs> I didn't know this until like a few weeks ago. Thunder Crawlers Radio does not in, does not endorse the <laughs> opinions, not of, opinions or, or, or suggestions of great, mighty, powerful Lord Flagoon. Because uh, <laughs> you can. We I really disclaimer. need to record that disclaimer. And there you go. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, let's see here. Back up to Le News de Geek. So yeah, let's let's do let's do some geek news. Let's talk about what's been going on in the world. Yeah, some stuff has really gone in the world. That it has. So um, the BBC reports that um, uh, actors Seth Rogen and Ben Affleck have recently spoken to uh, in front of the U.S. Senate. Seth, uh, Seth Rogen spoke out about, or he provided evidence um, in support of Alzheimer's research. Gee, I wonder what sort of medicinal substance Seth Rogen, of all people, <laughs> is trying to sell for... Mm, eh, oh, oh, it's right at the top, tip of my tongue. Meh, 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 meh. Uh, mushrooms? 
Well, he did. He did say yes. I am aware that this has nothing to do with the legalization of marijuana. Oh, okay. So he flat out, he flat out said that's not what this is going to be about. Wow. Yeah, this is no. Um, that broken not topic about. <laughs> all he had to do was like move to Colorado and he's fine. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, no, but uh, this is a subject that's kind of near and dear to him. His mother-in-law is diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and so. Oh. Yep. And then right after he got done speaking in front of uh, in front of the Senate. He then went right to Twitter and started lambasting verbally all of the people who didn't show up because a whole, apparently a whole bunch of the uh, whole bunch of the uh, Senate chairs were empty. Wow. Yeah, way to go there, uh, people who lead our nation. Well, you sharp. It's just Rogan. I mean, if it was like an actual real famous person. Well, see, here's the thing, like. Like, I, I could see where he would be a little frustrated. I could see where a lot of people would be a little frustrated because here's the thing. Because, like, lots of people who weren't taken seriously have spoken before Senate and Congress. Uh, uh, Frank Zappa and uh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers spoke in front of the Senate twice in uh, providing evidence in support of public broadcasting. Yes. So, I mean, it's like, how do you not... I mean, after the first time... How do you not take that guy seriously? There's clips of him on YouTube doing it. Like, uh, you know, and, and it's some pretty old footage. just from, like, the 60s. I'm going to so, have to look that up. Yeah, it's like, and he provides, he, like, his public speaking is some of the best around. He oh, gives yeah. the most impassioned speech that I think can be, fa- that can be found on, um, um, not necessarily on the Internet, but, like, on video. But that, that, that just, just a really good, powerful, you know, and then and then Frank Zappa um, in, um, I believe it was the early 90s, he spoke in front of Congress in favor, uh, providing evidence in favor of uh, giving um, endowments to the arts, because there were a lot of music programs that were going to be axed that year, and he was able to persuade the Senate to keep that money flowing back in. So, I mean, it's like, and that's a guy that, you know, like, you just look at him and it's like, how do you not, you know, it's like, how do you take that guy seriously? But it, the same sort of thing, same thing that happened with Mr. Rogers. So to do the same thing to Seth Rogen, I think is kind of disrespectful, especially when he's talking well, about that, it's, it's, this is, this Alzheimer's. Is the, this is the Senate. You don't take anybody seriously unless they're, like, the freaking president. Uh, and even then... But the the, pro- the thing is that he's speaking there's, about there's a reason actual there's a reason thing. why the people need to have like a like votes need to be done like every day like you wake up in the morning and you just have to hit a a, a big red button that says live don't live and if enough <laughs> people hit the don't live button then the collar that's implant that's like permanently implanted onto the senator's neck explodes <laughs> oh that's what that, yeah they have, they have a collar yeah they'll have a collar. <laughs> So if the if the Senate starts taking advantage of their position and their power, and the people decide, you know what, I don't like them anymore, they all hit the die button. We're getting a new senator, mm-hmm. and you know they've got to actually worry about their constituents as opposed to their their monies. Yeah, where their money's coming from. Well, yeah. And before we get to uh, <laughs> so yet so again, we'll move the on. views and opinions of great and learned, mighty, oh. powerful lords like you <laughs> do not directly represent the uh, views and opinions. Of Dungeon Crawlers Radio and its subsidiaries and its subsidiaries, <laughs> yeah, because we, we subsidize things. Yes, <laughs> okay. yes. So uh, the, the other half of the story, uh, Ben Affleck also went in front of the Senate 
to uh, ask for aid in the Democratic Republic or uh, Congo. Because apparently they're having some turmoil out there, and he thinks that America should step in. And there's okay. a picture of him having an awkward handshake with John Kerry. I would be giving John Kerry an awkward handshake. I would, too. So, given that he basically flat out said that I should die. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a weird one. Yeah. So, how's it going, John? Jim? Yeah. High, high five, I guess. So, so you really don't like guns that much, huh? Uh, In the hands of people who are legally owning them. Uh, okay. Okay. Alright, okay. so, uh, moving on. So, uh, everybody enjoys a wonderful show called The Toy Stories. Toy Story Movies. Yeah, you know, one, two, okay, three. yeah I'm going to get to this. Well, um, there's a little, uh, little rumor going around the internet that has not been confirmed or denied by members of Pixar themselves about the, uh, the history of Andy's own mother. Uh, one can look at uh, at this uh, at some, some some things and draw some uh, some odd conclusions. So the first thing I'm going to have to look at I'm going to have you look at is imagine what Andy's cowboy hat looks like. Does mm-hmm. it look anything like Woody's? No, no, it does not. Yeah, who's, different color, different style. Different color, different style. And it kind of looks like there's like probably like a little bit of lace that was possibly torn off of that. So could it have possibly been Jesse's? Or a, a model well, yeah. styled of Jesse. Yeah, the 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 people version. So we know we know these things that when yeah. uh, when uh, Jesse's original owner put her in the shoebox, there wasn't enough room for a hat, and you didn't see the hat get put in the box. Mm-hmm. And you also see that uh, she possibly had gotten, or she you know had somehow ob- uh, obtained a Woody doll and gave it to her son. I have a theory that it's uh, actually his. Uh, is actually Andy's father's, who I think is either abandoned them completely or died in a uh, in the war. Yeah, which is entirely, which is probably the most likely of scenarios. That's that's the scenario I'm th- I, I would like to go. I, I like to go with because they've gone so many years and she still did not remarry. Yeah, so I'm, usually I mean, and they usually, seem all well adjusted. And they seem they seem well adjusted, but they seem you know they seem like a, a family that's together. That's not you know it was. Torn apart in a way that a divorce usually tears a family apart. Mm-hmm. So here's my speculation: is dad dies, mom's going through his old stuff, or you know, going through the stuff at mom at, at the mother-in-law's. Mm-hmm. She comes across the Woody doll. It touches her heart. She knows that her son, who's probably at a very young age, probably like you know five or six, mm-hmm. isn't going to really remember his father very well. Mm-hmm. Isn't going to know uh, uh, know you know what he is. But she wants to have him to have a part of him. That is very special. And she sees the Woody doll, and she remembers the Woody show, so she gives that to her son. Yeah. So, she knows of Woody, and she knows of Woody's roundup. Yeah. She has the hat, or we, we saw that, her, that uh, Jesse's original owner has the hat. Mm-hmm. Could it possibly be that Jesse's original owner is actually Andy's mom? Wouldn't that be some weird in stuff? The, the, time, the time frame kind of matches up where she was... Excuse me. She was being, you know, she was a teenager right around the time that Andy's mom would have been a teenager. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Kind of goes full circle because yeah. Jesse finally gets reunited with yeah. her and, thing. And to think how, I mean, just how serendipitous that would be <coughs> and how, um, 
and how emotionally connecting that would be. That sounds exactly like Pixar. And I also have, well, I have, I another, to, oh. I have another little theory about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy's mom knows about the toys. Oh, really? Now that one. She knows that they know. Well, think about it this way. Andy goes away for three, er, for three days. Mm-hmm. He comes back, and there's all of a sudden whole new toys, one of which was possi- was, looks remarkably like a prized childhood possession of hers. And it just suddenly and appears. And it just suddenly appears. And so she, so, so at the very least, you're so we're speculating that she at least thinks something's up. And also, think about it this way, Toy Story 2, after uh, Andy leaves, she goes in to clean out, the ha- clean out his room mm-hmm. and gets rid of, you know, put, get, gets things ready for a yard sale. Mm-hmm. What toys does she go for? The inanimate ones that do not have a personality. The puzzles. Yeah. The books. Yeah, she goes after Wheezy, but that's more of a MacGuffin to get, uh, more of a reason to get Woody out to uh, mm-hmm. rescue him. Yeah. But she does not go for the sentient toys. So that she... Oh. Look at you all observant. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> there's also there's also there, there's also an internet conspiracy out there that says uh, Boo is actually the old lady at uh, the old witch from Brave. Wait, what? Yeah, there is a there's Whoa. a Pixar there's a Pixar, See, now we're stretching here. There's a Pixar conspiracy out there that links every <laughs> oh, single gosh. movie. Uh, every single Pixar movie happens in the same universe. Well, that's not entirely unheard of, because, I mean, all the Quentin Tarantino movies take yeah. place in the same universe. Yeah, like, so. uh, the Kill Bill movies are supposed to be, like, m- uh, were like movies that would be, like, something that Vincent Vega would go see. Yeah, yeah, Kill Bill is actually supposed to be the movie adaptation of the, what... Um, of what uh, Uma Thurman's Uma character was supposed to be Pulp in. Fiction, yeah. yeah. In so, Pulp I mean, Fiction. everything up like just right and it, 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 it gets weird uh, but i'm not really that so big it really it really makes me wonder how they're going to take how they're going to tie in J- uh, Django unchained unless it's like he's jules's great great grandfather which uh, which you would know, make sense which would make entirely a lot of sense to have some sort of weird connection in there so all right next up is uh, a little, little game uh, that's coming out uh plants versus zombie garden warfare they are not going to be having microtransactions at launch. Good. Uh, the wonderful people of uh, PopCat Games are uh, actually not trying to milk you for everything you're worth at the beginning of the inception of their game. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they know they already got most of your money through the microtransactions before. <laughs> and they know that once they get, if they get you hooked at the beginning with a good, solidly built game together you will be more likely to put money in it along the lines as opposed to selling a broken, half-finished game that you have to... Microtransaction. Yeah, you have to just microtransaction to get... just to make it work. Ugh. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, Dungeon Keeper? Or... Yeah, I believe it's Dungeon Dungeon Keeper. Yeah, Dungeon Keeper? Yeah. Which uh, EA, to... EA has actually come back saying that they're not apologizing for the game. Because it's supposed to be a game that you just play for a few minutes and then put away for, I guess, four days, because that's how long it's going to take for anything to get done. (laughs) At that point, then, why are you even doing it? Why are you you starting to play the game 
when it takes you four days to play the game. Like, to do anything. Well, that is... Uh, that's, just, that's just what that's a EA likes thing. to say. Yeah, that's, a, that's just such a broken thing. That, that's been EA's, like, M.O. lately when it comes to, like, complaints in the media. Oh, well, you're just playing it wrong. The microtransactions in Dead Space 3. Oh, well, you don't have to play with them. You're not going to be able to unlock any good weapons without them, but you don't have to play with them. See, that's that's EA going back over themselves and then justifying why they should be allowed to do something that they know is broken. You know, they they should have a system of checks and balances with those people. You know, some outside company that says, you know... Your players probably don't like this, you know, and probably find something else to warrant people buying your game. I am sorry to say this, but I actually really hope that we have another games bus like they had back in the uh, back in the eighties. A games bus? Yeah, the (laughs) one back when uh, when the arcade uh, the arcade games uh, just completely fell out and underneath itself because they were making games that you could not win Mm -hmm. that were just designed. To steal more and more money from you? <laughs> yeah, are, I can think of a few. Yeah, I, and they're coming back. Like our the, the yeah, game guess, industry right now is getting back to that thing where they're instead of milking you for quarters at a time, they're milking you for dollars at a time for and, for basically nothing. Yeah, and with it being more accessible on like home consoles and phone apps and things like that, it's easy to get this into the hands of youngsters who are highly impressionable. And also highly addicted. And also do not under, fully understand the value of a dollar. Yep. Oh, I need to get to the next level of Candy Crush. Yep. I'm going to need to put uh, to get some more things. I need, I need I'm going to need like $20. Yep. Oh, hey, I got to the next level of Candy Crush. This next one's really hard. I'm going to need to put in another $20. Uh. <coughs> I had to stop playing Candy Crush because of that. I never started. Consider yourself fortunate. Yeah. Yeah, my addiction lies elsewhere, so, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah, no candy for me. All right. Uh, so what do so, you have there? Uh, let's see here. So uh, we kind of teased this earlier. So um, comedy great uh, Harold Ramis has passed away this week. Um, kind of you know, very, very sad we posted up on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, boy. A, a comedy legend has passed. That's true. I mean, like, I did not realize how just how many movies he was responsible for. Because I mean, I was I was aware of uh, you know the Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two, and I know I was aware that he did Stripes. He also he also was uh, the director of Caddyshack, Animal House, and Groundhog Day. Yeah, I was going to say Groundhog Day, which is one of my favorite movies. That's like that's like one of the best Bill Murray movies. It's Bill Murray at his like. Bill yeah, Murray, it's a it's a it's a saccharine very, you know, generic rom-com, but generic. Well, okay. I wouldn't even say it's really generic, but it's but. just the, the, the story structure itself is very, like, typical. Guy meets girl, girl doesn't really like guy, guy falls for girl, girl still doesn't like guy, guy does something that gets girl to like guy, and they all live happily ever after, but there's, of course there's the inevitable fallout halfway through. Groundhog's Day was... Very awesome because it always just kind of had to reboot itself every single time, which I'm pretty sure kind of felt like what a lot of actors kind of go through where 
you know, today we're filming this scene, and tomorrow we're filming the same scene again. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, so unfortunately, it looks like there will be probably another loss in the entertainment community probably soon. So, look up his movies on Netflix and watch them. Give him, give his uh, estate some much, some much appreciated royalties. But, uh, his stuff is, his stuff is awesome. Oh, his stuff is, his stuff is good. His stuff is golden. I actually had a guy come up to me one day when I was when I was in the Coast Guard, mm-hmm. and he's like, "So, guns, I, uh, I just went and watched Stripes last night. I actually got the special edition on DVD, and you must be like, it must have been like Bill Murray in that movie." I'm like, "No." <laughs> But just just watching it just made me go, oh, that's guns right there. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> that's the awkwardness. Uh, but the fact that my mind that you know the guy thought of me while watching a movie. I thought you and yeah. you were you were top of the list. I was top of the list for well, <laughs> just the fact that I the fact that I was compared to a Bill Murray character just made me just go yay yay yay. Give you the warm fuzzies inside. Yes. Did it? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. This one sort of was flying a little bit under the radar, but um, uh, see here. Legendary rock band Kiss has been uh, nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. However, they will not be performing as they couldn't Why agree. Not? They couldn't agree which members were going to be on stage since they have a slightly different. They have a slightly different lineup than they did. Uh, in the original band, yeah, and they couldn't come up to a decision of which four would be on stage. All of them. All of them at once. All of them at uh, once. Make it easy. Playing different songs. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but because of that, they will not be playing at their at their Hall of Fame induction, which is just kind of unfortunate. Oh. Yep. So, is anyone familiar with a uh, little-known app called Flappy Bird? I have heard of this. So this is a very hard uh, game. The uh, developers ended up actually taking it off the shelves because it was so dang difficult. But uh, some uh, Chinese guys, a young Mr. Liu Yang and Xi Zeku, I'm going to destroy horribly destroy that name. They actually built a robot to play this game. And it plays it freaking awesome. So he like so he made a hack of the game or no they, they didn't they didn't make a hack of the game they they're just they're the the video just shows they have the they have their tablet sitting on the table yeah and then they have kind of like this little rocker arm that's connected to a, a stylus I guess that's just that's set up to kind of tap, tap the tap the screen and then oh, over it on a tripod is a camera and they they figured out an algorithm that actually gets this thing to play Flappy Bird. And do it right. And do it right. I mean, it, like the, the video they show, it's a minute-long video, gets them to like, I think it's like 57 points. And if you've tried playing Flappy Bird, you probably get five. <laughs> and they so, found a way to get to 57. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like the, the device they use to actually spin, like actually move the little thing, mm-hmm. is a hard drive. Really? Yeah. They've jury-rigged a hard they drive, to, a play. Hard drive <laughs> to play Flappy Bird. <laughs> I love it. That is that's delicious. All right, so uh, let's see here. It's the uh, top of the hour here on Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Uh, before we hit up the rest of the geek news and start as- ascending into the madness of Gamer Forge, we should probably take another break and take another moment to uh, appreciate one of our other fine sponsors. Yes. 
So like, uh, so which sponsor do you want to appreciate? Uh, I would like, I would love to appreciate our friends here at uh, at Epic Puzzles and Games. Epic Puzzles and Games, we thank you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, come in for all of your gaming needs. We're located in West. Well, they are. We're not. I'm, I'm located in Salt Lake. Um, <laughs> located in West Valley City, Utah, just off of uh, Bangor Highway and about 3300 South. Um, come in and talk to uh, any of their friendly staff and get yourself hooked up with a game. Because, you know, hey, that's their thing. Also, they're playing Magic right now. And then come in this, uh, come in tomorrow. Starting tomorrow? Starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow for the 24-hour Gameathon in support of uh, Junior Achievement. Yes. So all your money goes towards a good cause. It doesn't just go towards us. Sadly. No, we, yeah, sadly, we don't get any of that, but that's fine because it is going so worthy. But it is, it is going to something very worthy and very, very good. So, Epic Puzzles and Games. How was your night? Mine was, was epic. epic. That was nice. good. That was good. We should have been recording that. Yeah. You know, save that <laughs> we'll for posterity. Okay, so then uh, why don't we take ourselves another music break, and then we will come back with a little bit more news, and then we will start answering questions. See you soon. Hi, this is Ed Greenwood. You're listening to Dungeon Crawls Radio and Crawl Baby Crawl. It's rain and tacos.
Wow, that was a weird one. But it makes you want to dance. Kinda. Yeah. And sort of want to play Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, still no. No, still not enough for you? Like, I I could never get into the side-scrolling platformers. Like, I did not like the original Super Super Mario Brothers. Wasn't really that big of a fan of... uh, of Sonic. I think it's just because water levels. I hate water oh. levels. And Sonic and, were the worst. Yeah, the Sonics were the worst. Oh. It's like, you, you, hear the, you hear the music, you're like, oh, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Panic, panic, oh, panic, there's panic. bubbles, but I just barely missed the, the big one. Oh, just missed it. <coughs> and then you get that, that little, and then he dies. Yeah, he dies the most horrible death. You drowned him. Ugh. Yeah, I usually do about three of those, and then I'm like, okay, that's it. This hedgehog's just going <laughs> to die. And I just sit him in the water, and I just watch him like a seal. Not like not like the seal bark, bark, but like a seal, like special, mm-hmm. yeah, S-E-A-L, yeah. Navy Like type. a Navy seal. Yeah, pulls okay. the person in the water, watch him drown. You know, <laughs> cool stuff like that. Yay! That I could never do because... Yeah, it was never that awesome. No. Those were hard games. So, Those uh, were hard speaking games. of games, we're back. That we are. This is a guy named Joe. This is Lord Flagoon. Welcome. Hi. Back. What's going on? <laughs> you coming hey. here often, baby? Yeah. yeah. I, know, I, I know. I see that. I know this is still the year of 80s movies quotes, but I can still hit on you, Internet. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so. Uh, uh, back into geek news? Yeah, or? we got all some right. more. So, uh, Ikea is sadly discontinuing one of the best gaming shelves out there. What? The Expedit. Uh, this is just, uh, they're just, uh, uh, they're just uh, discontinuing this in, in Europe, so it, oh, it's, okay. it's not affecting America yet. But, uh, like, yeah, sorry, friends, though, back this is, East. This is the shelf that just can hold everything. It can hold all of your big box stuff, it holds all of your games, and it just, it holds it freaking awesome. It takes an entire wall, but it it can. It's all yeah, there, but it's sturdy and it can take the weight. Uh, the their the new design is a little bit thinner, mm-hmm. and uh, people are kind of worried that it might not hold as much stuff as the original. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh, Skedios. Oh no, I'm a scurred. <laughs> uh, see here, the Boeing Corporation has designed a kind of a. I get, how do they even describe this? A uh, secret communications self-destruct smartphone. So if it, uh, it let's see here, it has um, several safeguard devices built into it and or safeguard applications built into it. So if you do not open it correctly, do not power it on correctly, or do not dial with it correctly, it will actually erase all of the information on it and then fry the battery. Wow. Something straight out of Mission Impossible. Either that or Breaking Bad. (laughs) Or what Breaking Bad wished they had so Jesse didn't have to walk around with a Hello Kitty phone. (laughs) Uh, So uh, look for... uh, Look for wannabe spies picking this phone up on shelves pretty soon. You know, I wouldn't want to pick one of those up because I know I would mess it up. And then like, you'd have to buy would, a new one. I would, like, like, I'd get a call to some random time, and it, and it wouldn't be the right number. It would be a wrong number. And I'd scramble for the phone, and I'd flip it open, but I didn't flip it open quite right. And I'd punch in my pin, and then it just starts smoking in my hand. I'm like, oh. <laughs> no. like, why is it so hot? Ah. 
Oh, no, it doesn't oh. work. And you lost all that progress on Flappy Bird. Yeah, I lost all my progress on Flappy Bird. <laughs> yeah, and then I'd, then I'd cry, and my tiny Death Star would be gone. Yep, it would all be toast. It would all be toast. You'd have to do it all And then over I'd, go again. To, I'd go to my cell phone provider and be like, can you give me the last number that called? And I call him up, and it ends up being the wrong number. I'm like, you killed my phone, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Actually, no, I'd have to I have to call them the bastard because, I mean, you, you can't just say you killed blank without saying you bastard anymore. Yeah, thank it you, sort of became. Thank you, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. <sighs> okay. Yep. Okay, so that, yeah. So, the uh, Whovian universe is all a Twitter or a flutter with the... Announcement of a possible new companion for Peter Capelli's doc. Uh, he is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, BBC announced that Samuel Anderson uh, is going to be playing a, uh, a person named Danny Pink. It's going to be a recurring Danny Pink, a uh, recurring par- character, the teacher at the Cole City School, where Clara Oswald. Is the current companion is teaching uh, and when she is not traveling through space and time. Yeah. So, yeah, possible friend of Clara. Maybe a love interest between the two or a love triangle like they tried to do with the Amy Rory doctor thing. That See, that seemed a little... Um, not convoluted. What's the right word? It... Uh, like it, it, it seemed, it seemed to almost be its own like subplot, and it's and for me, it, it took it, away from the adventure of Doctor Who. It did, and then there, you, you kind of got the like the the do nothing episodes that were just like what was it, Amy's Choice, where the entire movie, the entire series, they were just the episode they were they were basically sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were just sleeping. <laughs> kind of a kind of a boring episode, but it, it did mark like what was that, Rory's third death in the series. Mm-hmm. So, at least we got another toll on Rory. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that was two. Because not only did he die in the dream that was in the the house, but he also died in the dream that was the TARDIS. But then again, everybody died in the TARDIS. Yeah. They flew, they flew it into the sun, I believe. Yeah, we're and there's, nerds. There's also uh, rumors that uh, Matt Smith will also uh, make his return as the Doctor in this upcoming season. Wait, but he was already the Doctor, like, before. He was already the Doctor before, but he might make a few cameos as himself again in Season 8. It really seems like BBC is not 100% certain on Peter, Peter Capelli Capelli. driving the Doctor the way that they're wanting to. Uh. I was quite impressed. Well, let's... <laughs> Well, I mean, we have to wait till November to really... I I loved his delivery. Like, he was only on screen for, like, maybe 30 seconds, mm-hmm. and he had only two lines. But one, he scared the living piss out of me right at the beginning because it was just Matt Smith flinches, and there's Peter. And you're like, oh, dear God, there he is! <laughs> and it's like, and he's just staring daggers through, uh, through Clara. And you're like, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? And then he just freaks out, and they're like, what's wrong with him now? And it's his kidneys, and he doesn't like their color. But the fact that the way he says, I don't like their color, I love that. It made me just like, okay, yeah, I will totally ride this doctor until, what? You're sold? I'm sold. I, I liked it. 
I thought it was cool. And then, by the way, do you know how to fly this thing? That was just awesome. <laughs> and you're like, that's how they're going to end the season? That's, I have to wait another year for this? No! I know, that, that's not fair. It's not fair. It's so not fair. But you know what? It's so it's so good. I I kind of like that you have to wait to get the, the 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 get the get it back. I don't like the mid-season stuff where it's like they run for two months and then they take like three months off and then they run it for another two months and you're like, I barely had time to miss you. Why couldn't we just do all <laughs> eight weeks in a row and then and then just be gone for a year and then come back and then. It's where the yearning makes the heart grow fonder. Yes. That was what happened with me in uh, House of Cards. We did a binge watch, finished it off, and finished the season off, and the first season off in just one weekend. And then we had to wait a whole year to find out that Zoe gets pushed in front of the Metro at halfway through the first episode of season two. Oh, by the <laughs> way, spoilers. Game, yeah, game of spoilers. Zoe dies. <laughs> so you people out there who are like all like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, I want to see the look on your face now. No, not really. Uh, it, it's been it's been out for two weeks now. I'm pretty sure I'm already behind most people. <laughs> yeah, that's probably probably true. I, it, I know I'm behind most people it, on that it one. It so. doesn't help that I'm trying to watch it with my wife and we really don't see each other anymore since I go to school during the day and she goes to work at night. So when I'm up, she's asleep and when she's asleep, I'm up. Uh, okay. You ready? I think Let's we are. On. Okay. Oh, uh, GamerForge time. Is tink, it already? Tink, tink, tink. Okay. I don't know, unless you've got more news. Uh, last one. All right. One last one, kind of interesting here. Um, so John McTiernan, director of Die Hard and the iconic Predator movie. Yep. He spent the last 328 days in jail because he was lying under oath to the FBI. Ooh. He finally got out of jail this week. Or, well, no, he's under house arrest until April 3rd, and then he's free. Okay. Yeah, he was convicted of uh, giving a false testimony to a federal agent. Well, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that. So, kind of interesting. I did not know that he was in jail. That was back in 2010 that he did that. So. And now he's going to jail for it. Well, no, now he he's no now he's finishing out from out of jail. Yeah, he's under house arrest until the third, third of April. And then we're gonna get more Predators movies. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. And not with Jason Brody trying to be trying to be Batman. I hope. I hope. Maybe so. Or Adrian so that way Brody. The, yeah, Adrian Brody. So that way he can be killed. He can be killed by like two predators at once. Oh, that'd be awesome. awesome. Yeah. No I more, still, no I still cannot stuff. get through alien or predators. Yeah, that was like, awful. Like I, I, I can't watch it. It's just like yeah, no, no level of. It's not like it's not like the room where it's so bad you have to watch it because yeah, how on was, earth did this guy get funded movie. to do an entire movie? Yeah, let alone write yeah. those horrible lines. Yeah, but we could. We, I mean, we could see how you know how Predators got made. Oh, you know, yeah. that was an, probably an easy sell to 20th Century Fox. It's a retake on. It's a remake on Predator. <gasps> cool, sold, Whoa, sold, done. And it's gonna have Lawrence Fishburne. Sweet. And it's gonna have Adrian Brody. Sweet. What? 
Okay. He All was right. A, let's he do was this. he he did a good job in the the what was that the pianist or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah in the piano. Yeah. No, the piano was different. I think it was the pianist. Okay, we'll stay with that one. Something like that. We'll run, run that for the moment. All right. I don't care that much to look up. Neither it's do I. It's one of those. It was it was a World War II movie. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. So, so yeah. But, he did a great job in that. And then the rest of his stuff, the jacket. And <laughs> what else has he been in? What was he? Um, not much. Not Yeah, nothing noteworthy. At least yeah, not anymore. So, yeah. Okay, you've got him. Good job. Hey, you know he's, what? He's dying soon, right? No, he's no. the lead. Um, um, is it too late to uh, to cancel that check? You already cashed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's go with it. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, uh, um, is there any other ones that we need to wrap up here? Um, I spent my news load already. Okay. Then there it is. Other than there's a new trailer for uh, Walking Dead. Uh, um, the Next. Telltale game, Walking Dead, uh, coming out. Ooh, yes, which I still need to finish the first season. Good stuff, though. Oh, that's such a great game. Delicious, a delicious game. When Ducky gets, when Duck gets bit, and you're like, you have to, like, you have to either make up the choice of the mom has to shoot the kid or the dad has to shoot the kid, or you could do it for yourself. And of course, being the parent myself, I couldn't put another parent through having to put their own kid down, so I opt to take it out and. Of course, I waited until the kid stopped breathing before pulling the trigger. <sighs> Sad. Yeah. I know, but it's it's moments like that but that make games worth playing. It is moments like that that make games worth playing. Like, you could not have that... You could not get the same level of emotion mm-hmm. that you got out of that scene just watching it. Yeah. Like, you had to be a part of it. And there you go. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Play it. All right, so uh, this uh, this week's Gamer Forge will be presented by Audible.com. So as soon as you're done listening to the show, or heck, you can even open up a new window as you're listening right now, and uh, go to Audible.com forward slash Dunder... or Audible Podcast... AudiblePodcast.com forward slash Dunder Crawlers Radio, and sign up for your free 30-day trial. Um, or even easier, you can just click on the little Audible link on our homepage. Yeah, even better. That you know, a whole step. you don't even have to open up a new uh, a new a new uh, screen. All you have to do is just do that right click instead of left click, and then open up on new tab. Boom, boom, and there you go. So you sign up for your free thirty day trial, claim your free audiobook. So How much is that? Free, zero dollars. Plus taxes. No, zero dollars. Shipping and handling. None. So it doesn't cost me a dime to get a free book. Not a one. Wow. Yes. That no, is- but what if? What if I don't want to continue being a member of the show uh, of this? Do I lose that book that I get? Nope, it is yours forever. And that 30-day trial, you there's no commit, commitment beyond the 30 days. So if you decide that you don't like you don't like the trial, you didn't pick up any other books, or you didn't like the selection, or for whatever reason, I don't know why you would want to, um, seeing as the selection expands thousands of titles, both popular and classical, and a lot of them either read by authors or have uh, uh, professional voice actors providing stellar jobs. You can uh, find almost any of the uh, authors that we've had on our show in the past and, and pick up their books on, audio, on audible.com. Yes. There you go. I think I said it. Get those books. Because free. Yeah, free. Yeah, free. You, you Doesn't cost you anything. That fits my budget it, perfectly. It, it's like that one song. 
Your love don't cost it. My love don't cost a thing. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So the, that that book don't cost a thing. Don't cost a thing. And they are masterfully mm-hmm. narrated. Yes, they are. Yes. They so are. let's get <laughs> into this. Okay. I will read our first one because Ooh. now I'm going to read all of this through just because. It is a little wordy, okay, but it is epically worded. Okay, so, epically worded. So, uh, greetings, Dungeon Crawlers Radio. I am Cantor the Great, third cousin of the great, mighty, powerful Lord Flagoons. Uncles on his mother's side, five times removed from her father's side of the family's family, not too distant from their family dog. Hey, Cantor. Can't wait to see you at the uh, bi-weekly Flagoon uh, family reunion. I'm I'm trying to still draw out the family tree here. I'm oh, it's, it's kind of complicated. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, there's lots of branches on that. My one. question for this evening, ga- <laughs> evening's Gamer Forge, should you choose to select my question, which we have, and not because I am somewhat close relative to the great, mighty, powerful Lord Flagu, we didn't select it because you were close, but we're reading you first because of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is this, for a halfling swashbuckler, how much investment in intimidation is worth? At third level, swashbucklers gain the following deed. Menacing for sword play. So he kind of goes into flavor text about uh, an intimidation, and basically it says that as a, uh, if you are smaller than whatever your opponent is, you get a negative four to your roll. And he's trying to wonder, he's wondering about the validity or um, how, if, if it's really worth it to sink the point into Intimidation in Pathfinder if you're playing a halfling who is going to be small to even medium-sized foes. Hmm. Uh, He actually actually puts it uh, very cleanly through. My question is, how much investment is it worth? Given the opportunity costs that those uh, costs, that those resources couldn't be used for elsewhere. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, let's see here. And then he says, uh, now my question is yours to ponder and spout forth your wisdom and expertise. Please, please, I beg you, uh, keep the Cretan Christy intern in his key cave until he agrees to give my kin his cup of freshly brewed coffee and with a scone drizzled with honey butter. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you were just waiting to read that part, weren't you? You I- I love my fans. I love my listeners. They're you, awesome. You just want your coffee in a scone, which does sound pretty tasty. That but does anyway. sound really... With honey butter? Oh. oh. Anyways, oh. so to the question then... Is it really worth to give a halfling intimidate when they get such a horrible... Uh, a horrible? Well, here's the thing. Any negative, of course, is bad. You know, that's it's, it's going to count against you, sure. But any bonus that you can provide be it through skill points or through high charisma or through circumstance bonuses. Oh, and any he, positive. He, he rolled, like, he did, actually, he did uh, the 46 mm-hmm. for, his, uh, for his stats. Yeah. And he got freaking sweet stats. Okay. 15 strength, 19 dexterity, 18 charisma. That's a, that's a pretty well put together swashbuckler. That is a very well put together although swashbuckler. I, although I'm kind of have to wondering though is that, well, well, what's the intelligence score? Because that does sort of affect what resources he have in the future. Okay. So that's one thing to take into account because a swashbuckler um, survives more through wits and dexterity uh, and through force of personality and not just brute force and taking hits. 
That's I mean the the classic swashbuckler you know take like the the Errol Flynn uh, sort of Robin Hood and the you know Captain Jack Sparrow sort of pirate swashbucklers you know definitely use a more than a modicum um, of wits and brains and definitely a lot of bravado. But would uh, but is, would intelligent really have much to do when it comes to uh, um. Calculating out intimidation, though? Well, yes, because in, your intelligence score directly affects how many skill points you receive each level. Okay, but... And so a low, low intelligence means less skill points. All right, so if he has a high intelligence, possibly sink some stuff in there. If you've got Absolutely. Ex, if you've got an extra skill and you're like, ah, I'll just throw it in there. Because I was kind of milling around this when I was driving over, and my think is my thought is this. If you've got an extra skill point, sink it in that. Because, well. yeah, out of this huge ogre, he just freaking just he pissed himself and he cowered <laughs> in the corner because of how awesome this little, this little, this little, little oh, he's the just cute little half league. Oh dear God, he's oh, me my heart words with that. <coughs> so, um, so a couple of things is I would say don't be discouraged by any kind of a penalty. Because I think that's one of the big follies that a lot of players go for. I mean, my own my own wife has a hard time with you know looking at a negative and saying it's like oh now I can't make it. It's just like no, it's a, the fact that you can make the roll to begin with says says this that you have an opportunity to succeed. So why not take that negative and start trying to stack the odds more into your favor or at least less against you. Because if you plan on using uh, um, a skill like Intimidate on a regular basis, and you know, is, especially on a halfling, this, and, should, yeah, this and, is great role play and this opportunity. Is, this is a this is a fun little thing because uh, the flavor text on the on the menacing sword play uh, is let's see here uh, when the swashbuckler hits an opponent with a light or one-handed piercing melee weapon, which most mm-hmm. swashbucklers are going to be used. Yeah, she or he can choose to use Intimidate to demoralize the opponent as a swift action instead of a standard action. Yeah. So you get to basically do Absolutely. two things. Yeah. yeah, it might not hit, but you know what? It still might hit. Yeah, and that's, and that's and the you part can, that gets lost. And that, you can do things to kind of... I'm, I'm pretty sure there's ways you can spec into it, because uh, the uh, other thing is that it talks about small, uh, larger, smaller, uh, smaller than target. If you're larger or smaller than the target, you gain a plus four bonus to intimidate check if you are larger than the target, and a minus four penalty to intimidate check if you are smaller than your target. So the halfling's going to be getting that, that minus four. Yeah. But is there going to be ways that you can you could kind of get you could kind of mitigate that four? Well, of course you can slap your skill points in there so you can start offsetting that penalty because it'll always that penalty will always be there. Yes. You'll I mean that's just something you have to deal with. Okay, but you can put in start by putting your skill points in there and offsetting that balance. Um some let's see here uh save up your money and you can also find I believe it's called an amulet uh, an amulet amulet of presence, and this is in Pathfinder. I believe it's. I believe this one transitioned into Pathfinder because okay. no, it, it was in the um, it was in the D and D three point five, but I believe it was called the Amulet of Presence and boosted your um, and increased your charisma 
um, by two or four points, however, whichever one you decided to purchase or whichever one you found. Um, so that's one where you can, of course, magically go about that. And, of course, there's always a thing called circumstance bonus. So if you, you provide an awesome flourish and you role-play the crap out of that and, you know, Dungeon Master is impressed by it, you can, you know, nothing beats having the Dungeon Master say, have a plus two circumstance bonus to doing this because you did it so well. Okay. So make the Dungeon Master do that, some of that work for you. You know, so you could so you could start stacking the odds a little bit more in your favor, and nothing says you know great character action than having the you know the having the little guy complex. You know. Um, oh yeah, the polling complex. Yeah. Oh and yeah. So I mean, I mean, look at uh, I mean, look at Game of Thrones. I Tyrion. Mean, yeah, Tyrion's a, pr- a prime example of, of that sort of thing. I mean, no, and he intimidates a lot of people. Yes, and so yes. But so I mean, given we, he also kind of intimidates them by using his big sword behind him, mm-hmm. but uh, you know he still does it. Yes. So point. I guess. So the ultimate point is yes, you will have that minus four. It's always going to be there, but there's no reason why you know you should you shouldn't be putting points into that and advancing that as one of your primary skills. Just because I mean, take advantage of it. It's there. It's meant to be used. So I mean, having that penalty. Fine, whatever. You know, so that would be if you if you have the intelligence that gets you the extra feats, the extra ability yeah, points, extra points in there, so that you can just kind of sink things in there. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, I believe, there's a feat called, um, I think it's called frightful presence or something like that, and it gives you a plus two, um, plus two bonus on intimidate and something else, two other skills. So I mean, use use stuff like that to your advantage. You know, and so you can, so you won't be as high as you know the human of the same class and same level and all that yeah. stuff. But the fact that you are still taking on that class, advancing it to that level, and making a go of it—that shows. I mean, pluck and grit, which is even two attributes that are, I would think, more highly prized than just having an 18 and, a, and an attribute score and having a saving throw of 9 million. Yeah, that was, that was really my thought about it is, yeah, you're going to get that ma- negative, but when you do make it, it makes that making it feel more earned. Mm-hmm. So practice- and it's going to be more of a, you know, that's going to be like you, your little half-length swashbuckler making intimidation check mm-hmm. is going to be a thousand times more impressive and a thousand times more awesome than your friend who's playing half Yeah. Cause Even better. And more hilarious. Yeah. It's a half ogre. Of course he's going to be intimidating. He's going to be huge. Yeah. But you're a halfling and you're intimidating these guys. Awesome. Yeah. See? Good on you. See, that, that, that's the kind of character that gets talked about. <coughs> that you're going to have stories. Yes. Uh, you know, being told for years when you start advancing in this one. So I say absolutely set aside at least one skill point each level to start going into your Intimidate. So okay. set that aside. And so that way, when you have your other skills all built up, you can then start pumping a little bit more of your efforts into it. So Well, there you go, Kantar the Great. There you go. So I guess the short answer? Short answer? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely do. Why not? Yeah. There's no reason not to. It sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it sounds like fun to me. Yeah. I, I, would, I would play the crap out of that. <laughs> yeah. I hit him for one damage. Yeah. Intimidate. And 
Hey, I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> right? So practice your victory dance. Yes. Start getting one ready for you. And again, when you make that intimidate, even with a minus four, that gives you... Are we back? Yeah, we're back now. That okay. was weird. Okay. Gotta love Skype just randomly <laughs> dropping the call. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so, well, that was the perfect time, too, because we're... Ready yeah, to we actually just finished question. that up. So, let's go to our uh, next email, which is from Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, I understand that hit points are linked to the hit die, but is the hit die a constant number? For example, if my PC has a 1D8 hit die, I have 8 hit points. Or do I need to actually roll the die to see how many hit points I have? Um, do you want me to... I The way I usually kind of like to play this or like to see this is, like, for the first five levels or for the first, like, low levels, you get your max hit. Mm-hmm. But once when you start getting into higher levels, then you roll your hit die. Because mm-hmm. okay, that, that, that way, as you start off, you, you've got a nice base. Yeah. But as you... You know, progress. It gets a little bit harder. Now, I have had uh, DMs who played. You roll the die. Yeah. And you have to deal with whatever it is. So if you're level one and you roll a one, you got one hit you point. You got one sucker. hit point. One one hit point plus your constitution modifier. Yeah. So, so um, which would have sucked, which sucked because I like to play characters with low uh, low uh, um, cons. Yeah, low constitutions. Cons. Just to just to because yeah because. I always cough, I'm always sickly, mm-hmm. and I always like to play people who are always sickly. So. <laughs> um, let's see, I have encountered several ways over the years how to handle this. Um, the most common one, and one that seems to kind of fly the, the best with more people, is that when you first generate your character at level one, you're, you are given your maximum hit die. Yes. So if you roll, so if your hit die for whatever class you are is a d10, you are treated as if you had automatically rolled a 10 plus your constitution modifier or whatever the appropriate um, bonus is. Plus your bonuses. Yeah, whatever appropriate bonus is. Um, the other one is you can, um, you can opt, and this is one of those times where it's like everyone plays by the same rules. So if one person does this, everyone gets to do it, but you are given the uh, mean average uh, of your dice. So you're treated to a, so like let's say your hit die is a d8 then you're treated to have automatically rolled, I believe it's supposed to be like one above what the middle number is, the halfway number is. So if it's a D8, then you're treated as you rolled a five each time. Okay. And then plus your constitution. So that way there's no, there's less randomness to it. And it also means that if you lose levels or like, or, or lose, um, perma- like permanently lose hit points, they can be subtracted in a much easier fashion. All right. Um, and then, the, of course, then there's the always random feature, which is like you, each you roll. roll. Yeah. So, like on that first hit die, and you roll a one, it's one plus your constitution. Yeah. So which you have that no happened input. to me all the time. Yeah. So and that I play one, my warrior. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm an awesome tank, and I rolled for one extra hit point. Yeah. Woo. Woo. So that's uh, so. I mean, those are several ways you can do that. Um, See, so my sort of favorite one. Though is uh, what's called the kicker, um, the kicker method, and so you are treated as if you have triple your hit die, as a basically a starting hit point boon. Okay. So that way you you're not 
setback as a starting character. You're not character. starting out at the lowest level po- or at the lowest number possible. Mm-hmm. You've got a nice little little buffer between you and death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that way a wizard character isn't going to die if with a stiff breeze. Yeah, which is what happened a lot in yeah. my early campaigns. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm sure that was a, not an uncommon scenario. Amongst many a gamer. You take two damage. Die. I'm unconscious. I'm unconscious. Somebody better revive me. Nope, I'm dead. Bleeding out. Bleeding <laughs> out. Bleeding out. Dead. Yeah, because nothing, nothing will help stagnate a game and take interest away from a freshly made character than the co- like a, I don't want to say constant threat of dying, but a constant, um, the constant worry that you'll never get to do anything because you're afraid to actually go out and adventure. Yeah. So a, a three-hit die kicker is, you know, one way to kind of resolve that issue. Okay. And so you're treated as if you have, you know, let's say like your three hit levels die is worth six. of health. Yeah. And so like let's say your hit die is a six, so then you get six times three is eighteen plus your constitution modifier and hit points. Okay. So yeah. So like you said, there is that little. It creates a a bit of a buffer and eliminates that. <coughs> eliminates the new character trip. So those are some ways. Um, you can kind of eliminate, um, go about the um I don't want to say problem, because it was just posing a question. Yeah, posing a question. Yeah. There are many ways to take care of it. Like you said, the, the hit die, the die, you know, give them, max, uh, give them their max amount for, you know, X amount of levels, and then they have to start rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, say, you know, as soon as you reach level three. Yeah. You know, but, you know, just remember that your guys are going to be going out there with very low hit points, so you're going to not want to hit them as hard. Yeah. So, um, so there you go. Hopefully that answered the question. Um, and if you've got, like, you know, seasoned warriors or seasoned players that are just, like, you know, metagame the shit out of it. Sorry. But are they metagame the crap out of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to roll for every freaking level. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and that, that, that sort of comes with the metagaming thing, you know, is, uh, um, is if one person starts metagaming and someone else gets in on the act... Start seeing that as the positive example. That's why I mean. That's why I'm, I'm always kind of a, a um, sticker's kind of the wrong word, but I'm like I I nip the metagame in the bud. Good job before it starts because that's not a good example to follow. It spoils the fun the moment someone starts getting in on that. Because yes, one person might do it, and you know, and you, know, you like I said, nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm. But once the second person says hey, that guy's doing it, and he's actually getting somewhere because of it, I should do it too. That's when things start falling Then down. you start punishing metagamers. Yep. All right, so, yeah, there are many ways of, of doing this, and odds are you're doing it right. Yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah. A lot of right ways to do it. Yeah. The only wrong way would be to... Oh, you're a wizard, roll a d10. Yeah. Well, okay, okay, so there's more than one way to do it wrong. I didn't think about that one. But, like, uh, but as everybody said, gets a D10 for health. As he's, uh, as he's kind of suggesting here, though, that your, your hit die is only, um, it's always one, I guess. What? Is that what I'm sort of understanding? Well, for the metagamer? No, for what, 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 uh, Mike is suggesting here that is, no, what, what, have his, one... what his, uh, question is, is, uh, is, you know, do you always have to roll it, or does it just mean, if your you know hit points uh, hit die is hit point die is like one d eight every time you get a level that's eight points ah uh, okay so yeah that would that yeah that would be the maximum hit die method that's yeah that's the maximum hit die method so you could you could play it so that you know everybody just rolls a die for every level or you could play it that 
Everybody yeah. just gets eight points or their max hit die. Yeah, which, I mean, that would take a lot of the guesswork out of it. Sure. That way your tanks are extra tanky and mm-hmm. your... Yeah, tanks can function tanks, as tanks. And your uh, mages aren't as squishy. Mm-hmm. So... A couple ways to do that. Our next one is from Steven. Hi, Steven. Now, is it Steven or Stefan? It says Steven. S-T-E-V-E-N. Okay, Steven. Steven. All right. So, Steven, his message is... I'd like to clarify exactly how flight arrows work in Pathfinder. Benefit. A flight arrow range increment is 20 feet greater than uh, greater with longbow, 10 feet greater with shortbow. Drawback. Flight arrows deal damage as if one size category smaller. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this drawback applies to the size category of the bow damage. So a medium longbow now deals 1d6 instead of a 1d8. I'm basing this off of the description of Gravity Bow, which says it increases the size and weight arrows or bolts fired from the bow. Yeah. Usually so the, we... flight, the flight arrow is a lighter arrow. Yeah. It's designed to go for distance, but not necessarily do range. Yeah. Or uh, do not do damage. Yeah. So when they have you calculate the damage out, it's just one... It's as if you fired it from a smaller bow. Yeah. So then when, the easy way to go about that is um, to think about your die in uh, steps. So 1d4 goes to 1d6, 1d6 goes to 1d8, 1d8 goes to 1d10, 1d12, 1d20, so on and so forth. Are yes. you supposed to go 2d, or is it 1d12, or yeah, 1d12, 2d6, and then 2d12, and then 1d20. So and so on and so forth. It'll go on further and further beyond that. Um, so just so when you think when you have that sort of um, spectrum established, and usually most books will give you a nice little nice little grid. graph. Yeah, they'll give you a nice graph and a and a, and a I can't remember the well graph is the right word. Okay, so they'll give you a nice a nice display of what the that. Um, a, a progression is. So if you're using a flight arrow with a particular thing, yeah, just go one, just step, go down. one step down. Yeah, that's And if you're way. using this gravity bow, which looks like it, it increases it by one, mm-hmm. and you're using a flight arrow, then they're, they, kind of, they kind of, they you know, cancel. a negative plus a positive equals zero. Yeah. So it, yeah, negates itself. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's no, so I guess there's no actual change to the size of the bow. Or no, well, I guess technically it would be because it's ne- you know negating the one size larger. Yeah. So just treat it as the bow of that size. But you still reap the benefits of the uh, yeah of the flight arrow. So yeah. good on you for yeah. that one. Yeah, sure. And yeah. whatever magical enchantments that you might have on it, and all that jazz, and whatever abilities that you have. Um, you know whatever class abilities that you have. Let's you know like deep wood sniper or whatever, you know whatever all that is. I don't, I don't even know if Pathfinder has a deep wood sniper. I haven't. I don't know, but I kind of want to play one now. Yeah. 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 Just imagine uh, uh, an idea of unlimited range. Ooh. If you see it, you can hit it. If you see it, it will die. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, if you can see them clearly, you can hit them. <coughs> Your ability to yeah range becomes a non-factor. So I guess, boy, wow, yeah, yeah we really hammered those ones home. Yeah, all three of them. We kind of knocked them out of the park with ten minutes left. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, we did right. We did right good on that, that one. We did. 
Well, thank you yep. very much for writing in, yeah. uh, everybody, especially to uh, my uh, fifth cousin on my mother's side with the this, that, and the other is close to my family <laughs> dog. <laughs> you can't even remember all of it. Uh, I need to remember all that because that was awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I will let the Cretan Chrissy intern know that, uh, one, his Aww. name has been changed to the Cretan Chrissy intern. No. No, okay. Or at least no. I'll just let him know that he's being known as the Cretan Chrissy intern. Someone's calling him that, and it's not us. It's not me. Not us. And he needs to really chop to our hot hip-hop on that, uh, on that coffee on deal. That coffee and scone. <laughs> yes, especially that scone. Like reading about the scone and the honey butter. Mm-hmm. I really want scone. Man, yeah, I know, right? I've been thinking about that the entire Sad time. Sad thing, my scone dough is frozen. It's going to take like three hours. <laughs> so I guess I got to go de-thaw some stuff. Someone's having scones tonight. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I, so then I guess before we sign off, thanks once again to... Uh, to Epic Puzzles and Games in West Valley City, Utah. And then a very special thanks to NB Design Studios. Uh, find them on nbdesignstudios.com or look them up on Facebook. Same name, NB Design Studios. Talk to Nate. He'll design your T-shirts, your banners, um, your logos. Yeah. All of it. Um, he'll yeah, look for the right price he, and he'll, he did it for us. Oh, he's awesome. And, you know, it's not just like he does it and then he's done and done. You know, if you need any little fixes done... Yeah, he, he doesn't question. Yeah, he, he doesn't, he doesn't complain. You. He'll fix it. Yep, that's right. Yeah, he's. I mean, he st- he sticks with us and provides regular feedback for us um, ever since we had our new logo designed. Yes. So then that was well over a year ago. So hope so. Maybe uh, I told him about the T-shirts, and then I'm hoping that he'll give us some give us, uh, give us some ideas. Awesome. So awesome. So awesome, when, we, awesome. when we do, I, how do we want to say that season two? T-shirt, second wave. The second wave. Second wave. Yeah. There you go. Gen 2. So, yet again, also, if you want to get a Dungeon Crawlers T-shirt, and I don't know why you don't, uh, head over to our booster, which is booster.com forward slash DCR. I made it nice and short for you. And get yourself an awesome Dungeon Crawlers T-shirt. Because, I mean, you like wearing stuff. Yeah. And you like Dungeon Crawlers radio, so... I like... I like not going to jail because of uh, because of indecent <laughs> indecent exposure, and I'm sure you don't like going to jail due to indecent exposure as well. <laughs> that is cold out today, and it is. It's yeah, cold and wet, and every shirt, layer will help. Yeah, shirts kind of help out with uh, keeping the the core warm and dry, mm-hmm. which that's the that's the point of clothing. I don't know what Gulliver was talking about, how everybody being naked would cause everyone wanting to have sex. <laughs> it's 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 a thermal layer. It's it's for survival, not for modesty. I'm yeah, talking about modern, modern, yeah. Yeah, modern, the Yeah, modesty, modesty. modesty. This is all about showing off. Yeah, this show is all your about love. showing off the bling. Show off your geek love. Yeah, word up That's to your mother. Uh, so yeah, so uh, look up booster.com. And as DPR. always, you can check out our uh, our uh, archives on Amazon or on uh, Stitcher as well as iTunes and Blog Talk Radio, and also this wonderful website that I've heard about that we've talked about a lot, DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. It's really what, it sounds familiar, it, doesn't it? It does. It's okay. got it's got a familiar ring to it. It's got a nice ring. To it, it does. So there you go. Yep. Uh, be sure to uh, check us out this weekend as we uh, game all day and all night long. 
for the children. That's a long time. And uh, check us out next week. We've got another uh, fresh, we'll have another fresh, brand new, never been worn episode. Never, of <laughs> never been Crawlers worn Radio. before. And uh, let me pull up our calendar and uh, see who we have on the old uh, docket there. Ready for that thing a lang. So, oh wow, we're going into a new month. Yep, we are. We're that about is, to hit it. So why don't crazy. I play us one last song before we have to sign out? Uh, we've only got five minutes. Well, I got one here that's only three. All right. Yeah. So we're going to finish you off with a song. Yep. Down at the mall is the one who's got it all. The answer to my prayers, just two doors down from Sears. I was surprised, cause they mostly hire guys. She's the girl, she's the girl at the video game. Card. It's only $15 and it comes with a free magazine subscription. I totally want that. She was nice to me. She's my final fantasy. She's the girl. She's the girl at the video game. on that we're going to leave you it is all over that is so that uh, is the end of yet another exciting show of Dungeon Crawlers Radio yep uh, so thanks for tuning in everyone so until next time 
Good night, Salt Lake. Good night, world. And please, 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 get more from your games. Well, let's say this. Well, let's say this Twinkie represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. Based on this morning's sample, it would be a Twinkie 35 feet long, approximately 600 pounds. That is one big Twinkie. Thank you, Internet. Good night.